Welcome to another episode of We Should Not Discuss That, a podcast where we absolutely will discuss that, the things we all know happen but are never discussed. As you may have already noticed, you're hearing my voice, Jess, in the opener, because Brie will be talking for most of the episode and I needed a way to get some words in, a problem I've never actually had given I have ADHD and generally just jump right on in. Accurate. Very accurate, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this week we will be talking to my depressed co-host, otherwise known as my wife, Brie. <laughs> Brie will be sharing her experience with depression and anxiety. The reason we are discussing this today is because in the last four, four weeks, four weeks is probably the right mm. amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Last we'll four, go with that. Go with four. Um, because in the last, you know, four weeks, I've watched my wife, who I love deeply and will do forever, uh, go literally from 100 to zero for, I think, the very first time that since we've been together. Um, so it's been a scary few weeks, mm. um, you know, not just obviously for me, like for you as well. Yeah, in a weird way, yeah. Yeah. So um so I've jo- I've jokingly said in a previous episode, um, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> I think my quote actually was happy wives, happy lives. Yeah, happy wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we were like, oh god, that's so that, lame. That's so cringy <laughs> yeah. and lame. Um, but uh it's kind of been one depressed wife one less than happy wife (laughs) nothing to do with you not your fault at all (laughs) but um yeah so it's been a little bit you know a little bit different over the last few weeks um and it has been a really tough time and myself and Brie we feel that it's incredibly important to talk openly um about a fresh still kind of open wound Mm. um you know that's still healing um and that's a perspective, I guess, is never discussed or at least rarely discussed openly and honestly um, so soon after it's happened. And I'm really sorry because I, I almost burped into oh. the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so, kids, uh. if you're making a podcast, I would suggest not eating eight party pies before you go on the microphone. And it probably has something to do with the ice you've been crunching onto. Yes, yeah, yes. It's a new obsession of mine. Icy water. Um, so before we um, jump into some questions about um, what's, Bree, what's going on with Bree's experience um, over the last few weeks and generally throughout her, you know, her entire life or her lived experience, um, there's a few things just to, to, to cover off and, I guess you guys need to remember, um, as always, that um, neither Brie or I are medical professionals. We are just people with with stories that are not discussed and we believe should be discussed urgently so that people know that they're not alone. Um, You can um, access support via our episode notes. But for now, I just want to jump into some statistics, if that's all right with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... We'll go from the information that's on Beyond Blue's website. Um, Beyond Blue um, are a charity that specifically look into depression, anxiety, and 
suicidal ideation and prevention, suicide prevention um, charity. Um, so according to Beyond Blue, one in seven people have depression. Um, the World Health Organization estimates that globally 5% of people have, have depression and it's higher in women than it is in men. The Australian Bureau of Statistics has estimated that 2.1 million Australians suffer from a major depressive disorder at some point in their life. Now, in Bree's case, she also suffers from anxiety. And so when it comes to anxiety, Beyond Blue states that 3 million Australians are living with anxiety. Anxiety is the most common mental health condition in Australia, with one in four people experiencing anxiety at some stage in their lives. Um, now, you can read more about depression and anxiety on Beyond Blue's website, um, which again, and also, sorry, is also where you can access support. Um, and again, it is in your episode notes. Um, and when we guess when we talk about anxiety, we're not just talking about a situation that's made you feel anxious. We're talking about ongoing anxiety that is happening. And in Bree's case, it's happening alongside her depression with the two fighting each other with a mental health sword Basically. as to who's going to be the winner. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like a fight to the death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much how it feels. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, so, Brie, this is the first time you've really spoken, well, certainly spoken publicly, but maybe so openly and honestly about your depression, isn't it? Yeah, to this extent, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a few people in my life that know about it, but this, is, this will be the first time I've actually gone in depth with things. Yeah. And I'm a bit nervous about it. So we'll just see how we go. Don't worry, I'll be gentle. Everything's fine. I'm a gentle. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's safe. Everyone's safe. Everyone is fine. Um, all right. So what do you, when did you start feeling, well, when did you first start realizing that you had depression? So when you look back. I think when I actually look back, I would have been my, you know, mid teens, so like 15, 16. Um, at the time, I don't think I actually knew what was going on. Well, I definitely didn't, I guess, because, you know, I was just a angry teenager that thought that they knew everything and, you know. I think from memory, I saw some pictures of you as a teenager um, and you did look like an emo yeah, I totally had like that the black eyeliner, that was the emo a phase. bangs. You had the fringe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The emo, the yeah, the straight. Cut, yeah, black like, hair, like all sorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that that's a sign of depression, but <laughs> no. But I went through the phase. The phase. Yeah. Um, except never really came out of the depression phase. Yeah. Okay. So what would you? What were some of the symptoms that you noticed back then? So when you look at it, I guess, in hindsight, I guess now, those symptoms, all those things that were happening to you that you didn't really realise were going on. Well, I think they're still uh, sort of pretty similar to now. Yeah. Um, feelings of worthlessness, helplessness, um, being sad, but, like, more than being sad. Like, it's not just, oh, I'm really sad that, like, I watched a TV show and, you know, something sad happened. It was, like gut-punching sadness yeah. and, and from nothing you know yeah um 
so that sort of thing. Um, I guess there was a lot of confusion as well mixed in with like teenage hormones, but trying to work out actually what was going on, um, whether there was something wrong with me, whether I was crazy. And I still have those feelings now, even though I'm not crazy. No, um, not really anyway. Not really, just a little bit. Yeah. A healthy amount of crazy. Healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I am a healthy, a healthy yeah. amount of crazy. Thank you, doctor. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, you know, it's probably like, again, a little bit similar to when, you know, I, I spoke a little bit on bipolar and certainly what I've written in a lot of my my keynote speeches and things that I do about my mental health journey is that you know back in the 90s Mm. and early 2000s which is probably when you were going into your teenage years or mid 2000s yeah teenage years yeah I guess people had started to talk about mental health or mentally ill health but not really not 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 to the extent that they do today so I guess it was still a very taboo subject so it's hard Mm. to talk about is that right yeah and like I did I did have to go to counsellors and stuff like that when I was in my teens. But even then, like, I don't remember. I remember, you know, feeling frustrated and having frustrations, but I don't, maybe I've just blocked it out, I don't know. But, you know, I don't even remember them saying anything about depression. It definitely wasn't something that they ever spoke to me about. I feel like, I don't know whether they ever spoke to my parents about that from their perspective to them. Yeah. But certainly not to me. I feel like back in those days, and I really hope this doesn't happen today, to be honest with you, but I feel like a lot of things are blamed on teenage hormones and growing oh, up. I think it still does. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's worrying because it it's still maybe in most cases the incorrect message that's coming across. Yeah. Because and I think, you know, like, you know, I don't want people to listen to this episode and blame anybody, blame themselves or um, even to feel sorry for me. I don't want any, like, I'm not, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. That's not the point of this. This is just my experience. And I think back then, as you said, there wasn't a lot, certainly that we had access to, to to understand actually what mental health was versus teenage hormones. And I would hate to think that with the knowledge that we have now, that that would still be happening. Yeah, that would be, that'd be pretty, pretty upsetting. It would be. And like, I've done a lot of work uh, with, uh, you know, for my work and Mm. I work with little people around their mental health and keeping their mental health safe. Mm. which is good I don't think anyone's ever really that certainly didn't happen in when I was little nah uh it wasn't a thing at all um but I think yeah I I would like to think that that would filter upwards yeah it's not just the early years that are I think starting to be aware of it yeah I think each generation is becoming more and more aware of it um I'd love to hope so anyway yeah Oh my god! I think I just actually burped down the microphone. So if I did, I'm really sorry. What is happening? I don't know, but like eating lunch right before doing this podcast was not probably not a good idea. <laughs> no, no. Do you need a quick hindsight was a really like massive mistake. Um, I'll become depressed after this episode. Sorry, everybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now you know what I have to live with. <laughs> 
Um, all right, so so when you are depressed, so let's so let's have a think about. So you've always described to me that um, that you have high functioning depression. Apparently, yes. Yeah. Okay. So what do you what, what tell me what high functioning depression is? Well, I don't know. Um, okay. I just know that you know I have been told that I have for high functioning depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just means, I guess I can go to work every day. Um, I have a mask on and I appear happy and normal. And, you know, I say normal with quotation marks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the important thing to push in there is that you are normal. Well, yeah, this yeah, is normal, yeah. but also what is normal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you true. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So I can function. I can go to work. I can, do my job I can have fun while I'm doing my job um I can I have a very good functioning relationship with you um that sort of thing so I can function like a like a quote-unquote normal person yeah okay so and you would look at me and you would not see and I've had this before where lots of people have said oh my god I didn't know anything was wrong with you yeah I've got I've had that quite a lot especially when I was going through really messy breakup Mm. Uh, and people were like, oh, my God, I had no idea that was happening to you. Yeah, okay. I guess because there was this expectation and this has been my whole working life where there is that expectation of you walk in the door and you leave your personal life at home. Uh, yeah. And-, and that's something that I think, yes, is dangerous, but also I can understand it um, from, you know, a professional perspective. Mm. But that's just something I've always managed to carry with me is that I walk in the door and I leave everything else at home as best I can. And then people don't know. You know what? That's um, such a, it's a such a toxic. It's a real so, double-edged sword, it, it, I feel. It really is, yeah. Because I, and, and again, I, th- I feel like that's a bit of a, 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 a thing that we, it's like, it's a bit like um, we always joke about myself and Brie both feel really bad when we call in sick to work oh for God, our mental yeah. health like you know it's like it's like oh no you shouldn't be doing that and you know you start getting a lot of anxiety around mm. it and and things like that and I think it's from you know when we were growing up it was always the expectation that you know well in my case anyway was that unless you are literally vomiting all over yourself you go to school yeah right you don't take a day off you go to school and so that kind of ingrained thought into us um by both teachers parents things like that mm. you know it's it, it carries on into adulthood like you know and then you still have that and that, that level of anxiety mm. that you feel bad taking a day off when actually you need that day off to just you need a mental health day yeah you know as as, as they are now mm. known is, is that I need to take some a personal day for mental health or yeah. you know and that's generally accepted in the workplace but yeah I mean it's fucking hard to say those words mm. out loud sometimes yeah. as I've recently discovered <laughs> yeah yeah we'll get to the yeah, uh we'll get to that we'll get to some zingers as yeah. Brie called them that she's heard over the last few weeks so um well, yeah well yeah in a few years yeah absolutely um so let's talk about let's have a, have a talk about the last the last four weeks yeah um so there was a phrase that you've been using to describe the last four weeks was there 
I don't remember. Okay. And this is a, okay. So this is a very common thing um, when someone suffers from anxiety and depression. And again, I'm not a doctor, but when your mind goes into overdrive with anxiety and depression and panic, and this is something my psychologist has told me is that you, you literally, it's like your cognitive function just stops and you can't take anything else in. So, yeah, which has definitely been my experience. It's all, yeah. It's almost kind of like, I don't remember a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. You, your brain is in, fight or flight mode mm. so it just and it's, it's mostly fighting yeah and you're literally surviving yeah, yeah yeah and so therefore your brain just doesn't yeah doesn't take anything in is no, that yeah kind of what your yeah. experience yeah. yeah yeah um okay well I guess what you've said to me um over the last couple of weeks or or kind of almost how, how doctors and stuff have described it is um that you've had not a mental breakdown but like a mental break yeah, well, like a snap. My GP said a mental meltdown. Mental meltdown, yeah. Which, I mean, mental. I was I have been doing some research because I don't remember this really ever happening to me before. And when I kind of, you know, in the last few, what the last few days, I'll say, where I've had a bit more ability to to retain information. I've done some research on it and the term med, um, mental breakdown is not like a clinical term, mm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it just basically meant that my body needed and my brain needed to like reset. Mm. And that's kind of what I've had to do. Yeah. Is, is just stop. Okay. Um, and I guess it wasn't until, because you came to the doctor with me that first day. Yeah. Because I knew that, my medication wasn't working and I wasn't feeling good. Mm. But really it wasn't until you and my GP actually, you guys spent a lot of the time talking and I was crying and, you know, like I just wasn't really there. Yeah, It wasn't really until you sort of said to her, I've never seen her like this. Mm. This isn't normal. She's not eating. She's not sleeping. Yeah, um, This is happening. This is happening. And my doctor saying, you need to stop that I actually realized something's really wrong here. So, something yeah. is like, this is not just a, Oh, you know, she just needs a long weekend. This was a, no, no. She just needs a spa holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just need to go outside and have some water. Yeah. Uh, no, she actually needs to stop. Yeah. Uh, and that was really confronting. Um, I think yeah. that, I think that was part of the reason I did get so upset in that appointment because I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I thought I was, okay Mm. I didn't realize how bad I was yeah and how serious it was um yeah absolutely and it's probably worth saying that um (laughs) patient advocacy (laughs) is not um an actual job title that people have but I find myself advocating not only just Sabri in this most recent experience but you know about six weeks ago a friend of mine asked me to come with her to see her doctor because she didn't feel comfortable explaining mm. her symptoms and just needed me. We we like to refer to me as a support dog. Yeah, basically a yeah. therapy dog. Yeah. yeah, I'm like a therapy dog. I'm like a therapy Labrador that comes in and just just you know yeah. holds your hand and, and yeah. helps helps kind of explain. So, yeah. um, but yeah, you're right. I think it took me to come in there hold your hand yeah. and say to your doctor there is something severely wrong here yeah um 
that I've never seen you like this. <laughs> and maybe it's because she also knows how mentally ill I am. And for one mentally ill person <laughs> yeah. to turn around and go, she is not okay. Yeah, she's fucked. It's generally, <laughs> yeah, it's generally like a like a kind of like a ding 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 yeah. moment for like the uh the alarm bells that you know something needs to be needs to be done. So yeah. but you had been pushing me for a couple of weeks to go back to her and be like, yeah. oh I think maybe you need to go. Yeah, I think maybe you need to, like, are you going to go? I think maybe. Yeah, it was kind of like a bit of a downward spiral. I was kind of watching it happen whilst watching you deny it happened. And we sort of spoke about this on the bipolar episode. It's a little bit flip side, isn't it? Because we were saying that when Brie believes I'm manic, sometimes I'll agree with her and sometimes I'll be like no I'm not no I'm not you know and you know you kind of like fight back and fight back and it was it was the same kind of thing but obviously just a completely different condition and um and so yeah I was saying to Brie maybe you should go to see the doctor maybe you should take a couple of days off of work Mm. maybe you should just you know just take a breath just take some time Mm. um and telling my wife our dear listeners to take some time and just breathe is a very difficult thing to do because Brie is not one who can sit with her own thoughts Mm. yeah I don't want to speak for you but I think that's probably well this is your perspective yeah yeah from my yeah from my point of view yeah yeah, is that yeah you know you're not good very hard for you to sit still and for a long period of time during the day you'll kind of be Mm. up and about wanting to do something go do this go do that yeah all of that stopped Mm. altogether so like it wasn't that Brie had been told to take a break or anything like that but it just all of a sudden started to stop so the the kind of wanting to distract herself, wanting to do this, wanting to do that, you know, wanting to be busy, wanting to see friends, wanting to see family, mm. wanting to, you know, have all that stuff. All of a sudden that just that just stopped. Mm. And then alongside all that, there was, yeah, there was a sleeping and you've always been a bad sleeper anyway, yeah. but it was becoming insomnia level. Yeah, I was... really go okay I probably need to sort this out Mm. not actually realizing that that had something to do with how depressed I was yeah or am um because I was going for you know I'd have one night where I wouldn't be sleeping until I don't know one o'clock in the morning and I'd be up at five and then the next night I might have an extra hour but the next night I was awake for 23 hours and then I'd sleep a bit more the following night. Yeah. And then I'd sleep a bit less the following night and then I'd be awake for 23 hours again. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't just a, oh, one night I just couldn't sleep. It, it was constant for a good three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Before I was like, let's go try and sort this out. I need yeah. something to help me sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've kind of touched on like in this last episode and again we're talking about this episode of depression mm. that you've had and not just this episode of the podcast but yeah. the episode of your depression. Yeah. Um, so some of the things that you said around symptoms and things that you experienced were like you said severe insomnia and then as a result you were just very fucking tired. Yeah um, like so fatigued. Yeah. Like my muscles were aching. 
um, yeah, like headaches just because I was awake for so long. My eyes were sore. Yeah. Everything hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, you know, you're struggling to concentrate. Like you said, you were struggling to make decisions or kind of form proper thoughts. Yeah, like I literally couldn't concentrate on anything. Yeah. So I couldn't um, even say to you, like, oh, let's have this for dinner. Like, you'd be like, oh, what do you want for dinner? i like, I don't know. We do make the joke, though, that, you know, being married is just asking your partner, your wife, your husband, your whatever, what they want for dinner every night until the day that you die yeah basically then that, then that is really <laughs> funny but like actually what's um well you know that was literally what was going on whereas normally like during the day we'll be like what do you want for tea and mm. um you know it was a common question every single day of the week to each other because we're both incredibly disorganized with food but like it would be like what do you want for dinner and Brie kind of couldn't even you know say what you want for dinner and then mm. I would be like okay well I will say you know what I want for dinner which at the moment appears to be party pies yeah, yeah. Um, but interesting choice but yeah yes. very interesting choice so um yes yeah, so that was that and what what else what else was happening I guess we're stemming from that the change in my appetite because I basically yeah stopped eating yeah you did um, yeah I was maybe having one meal a day yeah um and even then it wasn't much yeah which was unlike me mm. I like to eat <laughs> um so that was kind of weird for me which I kind of didn't realize either like that was something you noticed yeah um, and that was something you brought up in that appointment you, you said to my GP like she's not eating um I guess too because I'm an emotional eater as well so when I'm feeling shitty I'll eat something which is not an abnormal thing for people to do but even that wasn't happening and I didn't even realize that wasn't happening either like I just was kind of in this state of like not really understanding what what was happening yeah um and you know the feelings of I felt you know that feeling when you feel like you've been punched right in the gut yeah that was just constant and like feeling guilty yeah and anxious but nothing had happened and I was trying to like rationalize it like being like why do I feel like this like did something trigger this today like did I do something and one of the things that Brie and I are really, are really bad at, bad or good at, is that we're really bad at apologising for things. And particularly Brie is incredibly bad where she will apologise for something that doesn't need to be apologised for. Mm. Um, and that seemed to exasperate in the last few weeks. It was just yeah. kind of like I would say, something really simple like I'd say oh my god that's that thing's leaked on the bench you know which is which was just a observation and Brie would be like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm sorry I, I, I I'm sorry and I'd be like it's not your fault like you aren't the bag that broke yeah. like you know I know but I remember even saying sorry to you. you had to go and get something for me you had to go and get something from me me from the chemist or something and you sent me a text and you're like oh this traffic's ridiculous and I was like I'm sorry yeah and, and also, you're like why are you apologizing for the traffic like you're not a car yeah, <laughs> it's roadworks man like yeah. what are you saying sorry for but so yeah it was just I was constantly apologizing and I still do it but apologizing for stuff that just really need, don't yeah need to say sorry for yeah absolutely yeah so um 
So basically we realised together in the end Mm. that there was something severely wrong. Now, when I say severely wrong, like I've never had this conversation with Brie before um, and we were talking and she was explaining to me how she was feeling and it was to the point that I kind of went, okay, so we need to do a bit of a safety check-in here. Now I, I know in my heart that Brie would never do anything um, to hurt herself or or, or anything along those lines. But I was genuinely so concerned by her level of depression that I felt I had to ask certain questions Mm. um, just to make sure that there wasn't anything I needed to be aware of um, so that I could, you know, be there and be ready you know, mm. if we, you know, if we need to do anything really severe to try and get you some help. So I was mm. asking you, wasn't I? Not, yeah. not, not every day, but. No, but you had asked me multiple times. Yeah. Just, you know, I, are you having any feelings of hurting yourself or yeah. are you having any suicidal ideation? And yeah. every time I said it, you said, no, 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 of course not. No, no. no. And that was correct. Yeah. 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 I don't, I think, um, and I know that we'll get to the stigma of, of depression oh god yeah anyway but i think i think people just automatically assume and this is not you this Mm. is just in general that people automatically assume that anyone that has depression has suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation i don't experience that Mm. but i know people that do and it's scary like i worry about them quite often Mm. um but that's not something that I experience no no and that's you know and that's that is a great thing that you don't experience Mm. that and when you're going through episodes or severe episodes of depression um is that you know if you're not having those feelings and that Mm. that is actually a positive thing yeah kind of to and and when when you are going through stuff like that it's about kind of hanging on to the the things that are really good Mm. and you know it's and that's that's one of them Mm. I think that you weren't you weren't looking at that no um or thinking about that in any in any way no because it wasn't like I I don't yeah so I've been you know we knew that we were going to do this episode and we wanted to do it yeah because it was fresh and it's recent you know but we also said we wanted to do this episode prior to this like yeah no that's what I mean we 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 were going to do this episode yeah and but all week I've been trying to work out how I can actually explain it yeah and explain how I guess serious depression is and how hard it's been for me because I know I'm not the only one um that you know experiences depression yeah and I'm sure that many people who are listening will also experience depression if not already mm. but it, it's just such a weird phenomenon like for me because yeah you know I don't have those suicidal feelings mm. but I but my my brain doesn't really work like yeah it's so strange so that's not you know that suicidal stuff is not part of me but then trying to explain how shit I feel mm. is really tricky especially because sometimes I'm not even aware of it. Yeah. Where are you saying it? or No, aware, aware of, of actually how I'm feeling. Ah, okay, yeah. Which yep. I think is why it took so long yeah. for me to say, yeah, let's go to, back to the doctor. Yeah. Um, and also you live with 
Jess Mental Health Kennedy. Exactly, yeah. Who is generally just looking for mental health <laughs> you know, opportunities to, like, help, like, yeah. everyone. And then all of a sudden it really was in our own house. And, you know, our house is our little safe place. And, yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, and that's, you know, for you to not feel safe in our safe place is, yeah, it was scary. It yeah. was scary to see. It was really scary to see. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, sometimes things will trigger it and sometimes things don't. Yeah. Um, as I said earlier, I do believe I've had depression since I was about 15, 16. Mm-hmm. I'm now 31. Yeah. So that's a, that's a decent amount of time to, yeah. to feel, you know, this, this sort of the same way. I don't yeah. always feel like this. But it's always there. Yeah, by bubbling at the surface. Yeah, it's just yeah. always in there. Yeah. Um, but I guess the last, yeah, you know, we've had a really shitty couple of months and I think that's contributed quite a lot. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, this also hit me for six. Yeah. Like I really thought that I was doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> Till all of a sudden I wasn't. Yeah yeah and you know I all I was doing all I could do was go to work yeah and I had to mask all day yeah and when you put that mask on all day it's exhausting yeah isn't it yeah and like I come home and I'd be shitty and not with you I'd just be shitty in general like so irritable Mm. um I know what you're talking about I thought you were a treat shut up (laughs) (laughs) but like Every noise would irritate me. Every yeah. smell would irritate me. You became really overstimulated. Um, like, yeah, so overstimulated. Yeah. At one point, I was trying to get my brain concentrating on something else. So I was playing my Nintendo Switch and I couldn't handle the sound of you chewing chips on the other side of the couch. I had to put headphones on. Like, I don't do stuff like that, but I just have not been able to handle anything. Yeah, I am allowed either. Yeah, I know. You always eat with your mouth open. But <laughs> I don't always eat yes, you do. with my mouth open. You do. I don't. You do because I... you you know when I look at you and you can see me looking at you from the corner of your eye and then you shut your mouth. <laughs> Might be a good thing to say. Like, I can't remember if we said it on the first episode. But... That you're a turd? No. <laughs> Well, yeah, that I am said, but also that like our first date, I ate spaghetti like a fucking caveman. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so um, yeah, so yeah, you know, it's not on, un- <laughs> unheard of. But yeah, sometimes I do eat like a savage, but um, but we, you know, we had the TV on and yeah, you know, like other were- things were happening, like just normal things were ha- that I just couldn't handle. Yeah, yeah, and I it, that was every day. Yeah, yeah, every single day it was. And then we sat down one night. And you, you did, you broke, you broke down. You, Which time? I can't, I can't this remember. About, this is about the time when I had to switch shampoos. There was that. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah, there was that. Um, That was, yeah. Maybe we should go into that because if anyone listening is thinking, why the fuck would you cry over shampoo? So... <laughs> The story because is, depression. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what had happened? So a few months ago, 
um, a stressful event happened and I broke out in hives and I had full on hives. I had two different skin conditions that I got from uh, a specific stressor. And um, so I was literally covered in hives for what, about a month, a month until they sort of settled down. Yeah. Anyway. And then um, I went to the hairdresser and my hairdresser was like, oh, did you know you've got psoriasis on my head? And I was like, no, I fucking don't. I'm not paying you $250. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you I tell don't me fucking that. have psoriasis. What are you talking about? She's like, no, you do. Like I get psoriasis on my scalp. You've got it on your head. Like, just so you know. So I had an, I knew I had a doctor's appointment coming up anyway. And I said to her, I'm like, oh, my hairdresser told me I've got psoriasis on my head. So I just thought you should probably check that. And she, she was like, oh, okay knowing that like it was just such a random thing mm. for me to have but it actually turns out I have a uh, a type of uh, dermatitis on my scalp which actually if you google it mm. it's from mental health so you yeah. get, people with depression get this specific type of um, dermatitis on their head so anyway not every person not every person people. but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's yeah it can happen so obviously my, my, my doctor said to me, you know, your cells are kind of freaking out. <laughs> like yeah. It's fine. But anyway, go and get this coal tar shampoo stuff. And I washed my hair with it, came out to Jess and cried. Cause I was like, my hair stinks. It's disgusting. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. Like I had a full on meltdown about it and I should have known then that like I was starting to go downhill yeah. because I was crying over how my hair was smelling. But anyone that smelt that tar shampoo knows it it is really awful. It's not car shampoo. Tar. Oh, I, I thought said, you said car. No, I said tar. Oh, okay, cool. T-A-R. Say, okay, cool. But just just to yeah, just make it clear to our listeners, you weren't putting car shampoo. No, I was hair. not. It was I was in fact tar. tar. <laughs> Yeah. Tar, yeah. Yes, you did come out of the bathroom and you were crying and you said my hair stinks and it actually didn't stink. It did. Okay. It didn't. Um, but you were so upset. Yeah. That I spent a lot of money on my hair. Well, yeah, you like, do. Yeah. I was yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that should have been a really big signal, but I ignored it. Yeah. And I guess this is the thing of again about depression and anxiety is that it does it, it manifests in physical symptoms when you do push it down uh, um and then that is what started to happen to you so yeah. you did you had this fucking skin explosion um you know then that was towards the end of last year yeah. and again that was on the back of a very stressful event that we will speak about in yeah. a later episode yeah um but that kind of happened and then everything chilled for a bit then the head thing happened mm. And then everything sort of chilled for a bit. And then there was something that you saw um, that that kind of, that had happened. And we, again, we won't go into what that specific thing was that you saw, but you saw it. And that, I feel that that was a particular moment where something switched. The straw yeah. broke, was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, which um, I think, we just I've been got, thinking yeah. about that since you said that to me the other day. Yeah. And I think you're probably right. And because... it wasn't even a, it wasn't a significant thing. I'm not no, downplaying no, no, it. No, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't, but. And I felt fine at the time, but I think everything that followed after that. 
became more scary. Yeah, like I was so obsessed with protecting the house and like I got really obsessive about it, didn't I? Which is not, I get excited about stuff and I I can get a little bit obsessive about things, but I got really obsessed about um, protecting us and protecting our home. Yeah. Um, And I was doing all sorts of weird stuff to try and have some kind of control because I just felt so out of felt control. so out of control. Yeah. Um yeah. 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 And you know, we've we've laughed on a previous episode about Bree's um intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Um and this which is it yeah now it, this isn't a funny this is they had fun- ramped up quite a lot. Yeah too and, they, and they weren't time. and they weren't funny now. Mm-hmm. So this was so I'd be walking. So our, our dog, Delilah, um, and again, there will be an episode later about um, Delilah yeah. because I draw a really close. She deserves close. one. She does deserve one. Yeah. Um, but our dog, Delilah, is a 42-kilogram giant anxious mess because, mm. as we are all aware, our dogs are mentally ill as well. Yeah. Um, but I take her out um, at night and take her out just out onto the grass out the front near where we live um, just so she can go to the toilet um, and, and you know, have, have a bit yeah. of, of a sniff around because she's very much an inside dog. Yeah. Um, and as I would... Of her own choosing, by oh, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, doesn't want, yeah, she yeah. doesn't want to go outside. Yeah. She's about as antisocial as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'd be going outside, which is li- literally like a five-minute job. I've been doing it every night for the last year. Um, and Brie would panic. Mm about those five minutes and about what could possibly happen to me in those five minutes someone could snatch me someone could snatch Delilah now I wish anybody luck to try and snatch Delilah one you'd have to be incredibly strong but also b she's she's very protective she's very protective and she's a a full Arab she's a baby but she you know she's a big dog Mm. um so really so Brie was kind of saying but, but what I'm trying to get to with this is that Brie was saying things that were so unrealistic to be afraid of now you, I, you were afraid of them I'm not downplaying yeah. what you were afraid of but they were very unrealistic fears yeah so I was literally saying I think I even said it to you the other day um and I actually had to I had to like sit down with Willow after you took Lila out because I was panicking about mm. it and I literally said to Jess I was like I was like can you please be careful because what if someone comes up behind you with a needle and stabs you in the neck what if someone tries to take Lila like what if someone tries to take you that's so it's but these are violent yeah violent intrusive thoughts but these are the things fear but fear fear based not intrusive thoughts about what you would do like we laughed about you saying what would happen if you licked your shoe yeah like those stupid ones there's a you know there's a yeah definite difference between the two yeah but when yeah when you are saying things like you know, this is even like when we were laughing about, you know, me put my arm out the window and some macheting it off. Now that that is, you know, on the cusp of what is a little bit concerning. But this is just literally a five minute walk, no more than ten meters away from the front door of the house, and we live in a very safe area. Yeah. Um. And Brie was having these these intrusive thoughts. Um. And so this is kind of just to understand the escalation of sort of where we were at. It, it was that kind of mess. This is where the anxiety comes in. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the anxiety that's running hand in hand with the depression is you're having these intrusive thoughts. You're also depressed. Yeah. And the two are just spinning. Hmm. And I think when I went to the, 
doctor with you and you couldn't really say how you were feeling and we tried to we, we tried to write some notes didn't we I said yeah. let's write you some notes of the points and this is what I say to everyone who asked me to help them with their medical appointments or what to do in them because yeah. they're struggling as I say well let's sit down and write dot point mm. what you need to say because that's something I do because yeah. I forget what I want to say um and so I said to Brie, you know, let's, let's dot point everything and, and talk about it. And in the end, we walked in there and Brie just couldn't speak for herself. She couldn't no, could she barely could, speak at all. She could barely speak at all. So I had to speak for her mm. um, without looking like I was speaking for her. It yeah. had to come from a very caring place. Now, Brie is very lucky in that she has an excellent GP mm. um, who she, see, well, she was seeing throughout this 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 break yeah um this mental break um was she was incredible but she was seeing you twice a week yeah yeah like for like, two weeks for two weeks she was seeing you twice a week and yeah. making emergency appointments available for you as and when you needed them yeah. so you know and that made um a really a really big difference I think yeah, yeah. and I think it also made a difference that she actually saw it she saw what was happening to me yeah um because I've had GPs in the past where I I, you know I've had people say to me oh uh if you don't want to be depressed anymore just lose weight (laughs) sure mate no worries that's fine but Mm. then I've also had a GP say to me um and I don't know whether I've ever told you this I'm sure I had but she said to me if this uh, medication doesn't work that that means you've got bipolar now this was a gp i saw maybe once <laughs> maybe twice twice i probably wouldn't have gone back <laughs> well, i don't know why i did but i i she scared the shit out of me yeah and because this was well before you or i had no idea what bipolar was yeah um but honestly who the fuck says that yeah but anyway yeah you know i i think a lot of people have experienced that where they've gone to get help and then it hasn't been taken seriously yeah and she really took it seriously and I think that also made me realize how serious it was yeah and how much I needed to stop yeah yeah and so there was um the way I wish I described it to to Bree's GP was that basically there was this cycle yeah happening so Bree um you know about six seven months ago started going to the gym and it was fantastic like she was coming back a different person like she loved going she was making really great progress that was the first thing that started to go mm. um and then well, the sleep first then that yeah the sleep the sleep started going and then because she was tired the gym started going um and then because she wasn't going to the gym she started to feel bad when she would see the money coming out of our account um, then she would feel anxious about the fact that she was letting people down and then that would then stop her going to sleep. And basically it was just like this big circle, this big cycle that just went on and on and on and on mm. until it got to a point where Brie snapped. Yeah, um, and I literally did. And, and literally did. Um, so when I when I described that to your GP, um, that was kind of like she was like, okay, so we need to break this 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 yeah. cycle like yeah. immediately yeah um because it was kind of in my in, in my own words where I had something significantly great needs to happen to break this cycle 
or it needs to get worse. Mm. So it would that in my mind was how it looked. It was like, oh, there's something more sinister has to happen for you to snap out of it, mm. or something super positive has to happen. Mm. Um, neither of which is a you know a realistic way to look at it. Yeah. Whereas your GP being in fact a doctor, yeah, said, okay, well, actually, let's try and break this cycle in a different way. Yeah. Um, and so you know, made some changes to your medication. Mm. Um and what else I don't want to speak for you but I'm happy to keep speaking for you <laughs> if that's what you want me to no, do it's fine um the change well, yeah it was it was changing and adding some new medication and taking some away um which was good um because I basically slept for a whole weekend yep um I didn't get to go and see Peach PRC. Shout out Peach PRC. Yeah. Because um, yep. I didn't get to go and see you in concert and I was devastated. Yeah. Because I just I just couldn't do yep. it. Um, but, yeah, and I just had to um, – and I felt awful, but I just had to go into work and be like, I'm really sorry, but, like, I'm not okay and mm-hmm. I need to take a week off work. I'm so sorry. And that's literally what I did. And I yep. felt awful about it and I, I, I still feel bad. But I had to do it. And it took me a good five days to get myself into a better sleep routine. Yeah. Um, to eat. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you, Jess was basically feeding me. Um, Not literally feeding. I wasn't panning a spoon. You weren't, but, oh, you know. Here comes the aeroplane. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been so funny. Oh, next time. But you know, you were waking up at next time. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but you were waking up at four thirty to make me toast. Yeah. So that I was eating. Yep. Um, and you cooked me every single meal. Yeah. Um, you made sure I had fruit and veggies and other bits and pieces that I had stuff at home. Mm. Um, easy things that I could get to eat when I wanted them. So that really made my life a lot easier. Oh, good. But um. Yeah, but it, you know, it, it even five days for me to snap, well, not even snap out of it because I'm still not quite out of it, but mm. that was still a long time. Like that's a long time for someone to get into a routine of sleep. I feel like it, I feel like it's not. I feel like it's not a long for time. Me for you, yeah, for you it is, but I think for a lot of people it's it's not. And this is and this is where stigma comes in. Mm. Okay. And the, and this is something we 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 plan to get to in this episode. Yeah. Again, especially around some of the zingers that we've I hear, know, yeah. hear people say on a regular basis. And yeah, lose weight and you won't be depressed anymore. So, oh, fuck yeah. off. Go for a walk and you won't feel depressed yeah. anymore. You know, there's a lot of things like that. But um I think the misconception is that you know, oh, yeah, I needed to take a week and that's a really long time. That's not a long time. No. Um, and that was what you needed. It was a week and a half in the end that yeah. you, you took away from work, yeah. um, which Bree has never done, apart no, from when we had, really, we had yeah. COVID together. We took yeah. a week off. Um, yeah. It's not something I make a habit of, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Where, whereas on the flip side... I have no issue in taking a mental health day. Yeah, but we shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Like, we this shouldn't. is the thing. Yeah. And this is where I can see the external stigma. Mm. And, like, you know, if I ever, if someone ever came to me and said, oh, you know, such and such said this to me that, you know, just because I'm depressed I should be going to work or I should be doing this, I'd be like, no, that's not okay. Like, you need to make sure you look after yourself. 
But for me, I fight so much with my own. And I think we've touched on this before mm. in a previous episode. I fight so much with my own depression stigma and how I should handle things versus how someone else should handle things. I should just get over it and just sort it out and fix it um, rather than actually taking the time that I needed. And in retrospect, I probably could have taken, I probably could have used a bit more time. Mm. Um, but, I, you know, I think I just got to the point where I'm like, I just need some normalcy. Yeah. Like I just need to go back to normal. Yeah. Which I think has helped as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess at the end of the day, library of this particular um, episode of um, depression, severe depression that you have had mm. and severe anxiety that you've had is that you are that cycle has been broken for now yeah and again that that's kind of like that constant cycle of kind of like something like not sleeping not being able to do something mm. feeling guilty about it still not being able to sleep and there's so on and so on just everything going around that's now kind of stopped yeah because your sleep is under control yes um due to some intervention some medical intervention yeah. um you started to go back to see a psychologist yeah so that's then that's an ongoing process yeah um so that's another thing you you've started doing so Mm -hmm. it's like baby steps it's like little things yeah and then eventually when you're ready you know back to the gym because that's something that that did actually help you yeah um and you know so we're kind of on the other side of it now but I guess what we wanted to get across in this episode is that it's I feel like this is like a Jesse J lyric. I'm not sure. But like, it's <laughs> like, say it, we'll it's okay to not be okay. Like, oh, it, yeah, I know the song. Yeah, yeah, there is a yeah. song that says There is a song, yeah. Yeah, there is a song that says that, but it actually is okay not to be yeah, okay. It absolutely is. And it is everybody sometimes at some point in their lives mm. are not okay. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you have to power through, it doesn't mean that you have to you know ignore your thoughts it doesn't mean you have to do any of that all it means is that you need just need to stop yeah and go I'm not okay yeah and take a step back from your life for a little bit yeah um sometimes a long bit but sometimes a little bit it depends on the situation Mm. um and when you're ready then you start to take baby steps back forward again yeah um and that's kind of where we're at now yeah yeah um so and you know like I'm I could not be prouder of Brie at the moment oh thanks okay you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know because Brie four or five weeks ago actually scared me um not that she scared me like like as in like she went boo like you know like, <laughs> no, was, we all know what happens when no yeah happens. we can't, can't do that we yeah no no but um you know it's it, it, it she scared me in that the way that she was going with her mental health actually scared me and I'll, I'll tell you what our dear listeners it takes a fair fucking a lot to scare me yeah um with anything I feel bad that with mental health so no, no no don't feel bad but it's, no but it's it's like not it's, like you handle everything do you know what I mean like there's nothing that anyone can say to you that's gonna rock you yeah but for you to turn around and be like actually you scared the shit out of me like I feel really bad no don't feel bad this is like yeah you you, again you're not you're not your depression 
yeah no okay, I know you're not your depression you're not yeah. your anxiety yeah. so don't apologize you're not the cars stopping me in traffic from going to the pharmacy to pick up medication for you that's not yeah. something you need to be sorry for yeah, true. there's nothing you need to be sorry for because you know depression anxiety bipolar you know all of these mental health conditions that we've spoken about so so far like between ourselves they're real things yeah as much as people don't want to say that they're real things yeah um they are Mm. and they're not something you have to apologize for no ever and it's something that yeah, I would never expect or even ask or even think about someone else apologising for anything like that. Um, but I just, you know, I fight against my own stigma, as I said before, to the point where I was, I was like over-explaining myself to people and being like, oh, but like you're safe around me. Like I'm some fucking unhinged person. Yeah. That's actually going to do destructive things. Yeah. And I shouldn't have to do that. No. And I shouldn't have to hide myself on account of people not understanding or not wanting to hear it or judgment or like anything like that that's not fair no one should have to do that and that's become evident too because you know I've had conversations with people over the last couple of weeks where I've literally had someone say to me well, you can't rely on medication. You need to work out the root cause of what's going on with you. No fucking shit. That's not what you say to someone that's depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, the pe- people don't realize that, you know, people with depression that, do you know, they actually don't shower every day? Mm. People don't brush their teeth every day. I don't think people realize that. No, no. And again, again, this is, and this is the funny thing about it, right? Yeah. So, so we talked about my bipolar depressive episodes yeah. and how severe they are. So Bree is a high functioning person with depression. will struggle to have a shower. Yeah. will struggle to brush her teeth. Yeah. will struggle to eat. Yeah. A sandwich. Well, a sandwich is boring. We always yeah. talk about that. Ew. Rolls only. Yeah. Sandwiches and sandwiches. soup. <laughs> yeah. Ew, gross. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. Unless it's a toasty. Yeah. Toasty is yeah. good. Yeah. But, you know, the very simple things in life become all of a sudden very fucking difficult yeah. to do. And I don't think people understand they that. They don't. And then people also turn around and say, I was listening to someone talking online the other day and they actually said something that was so mind-blowingly obvious to me and they said something to the effect of that you know they had had a conversation with someone and and they basically said oh you know like ew how gross people with depression don't shower every day and someone else turn around and be like yeah actually did you know that people take their own lives with depression like people don't realize how serious it is yeah they don't and I'm not saying again I'm not suicidal I don't have suicidal ideation people do though Mm. people lose their lives to this it is fucking serious do not turn around and say to someone oh you can't rely on medication you need to work out you know why you're actually feeling like that yeah no you yeah you support is the thing and look you've written down some things here like we've touched on the things about what not to say at a very fucking high level because like 
week ago. Yeah. I mean, I remember like people saying to me like, well, can't you just not? Yeah. Not be depressed? Yeah. Like, can, can you just you... like not be anxious yeah. about something? Yeah. Like, what do you mean we changed dinner plans? Like, why is that making you anxious? Yeah. Can't you just have a glass of water and go outside? Yeah. Like, you know, like, and then not do... be depressed? Yeah. Like, guys, actually, this literally happened to me yesterday. I almost had a full-on panic attack in Woolies because it was mm. the first time I'd been out by myself in weeks. That's a real-life thing. Mm. I have my safe spaces where I'm happy to be and I'm safe and I feel safe and I don't feel anxious as much. But, like, it's a real fucking thing. Yeah. Um, Depression is no joke Yeah, at all. And I don't care if someone can sit there and judge me for not having a shower for four days. I don't care. Why should I care about that? Like, I know how serious depression actually is. Mm-hmm. People need to do their research. They do. Yeah, absolutely. Like I really hope, like from in my mind right in this second, I think this episode, like people are going to think I'm boring, that like it's not, oh, no, God. hang on. No, the people are going to think I'm boring. It's not relevant to anything. Like it's just me just whinging. I'm not whinging. <laughs> I am whinging a little bit. You know, but not. I'm advocating as well. You are, like, yeah. Like I am one, I will say I'm a lucky person in that I can mask very well. And I can mask in almost any situation and people don't know I'm anxious. People don't know I'm depressed. People will look at me like people looked at me last week and would have had no idea how bad I was feeling that I hadn't slept in 23 hours, like for 23 hours, like things like that. You can Mm. look at me and I look quote unquote normal. Yeah. But you know what? So does most of us. Yeah. Most of us look normal yep. and you can't tell and you don't know what people are experiencing mm. behind closed doors. You have no idea. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. fucked. It is, yeah, it Sorry, is that's fucked. the end of my TED talk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sin. Yeah. Sin. <laughs> All right. So there's just like, there's not, I don't think there's a lot more to cover on this. Are you happy with what you've spoken about? Is there anything else that you want to say? Oh, I don't think so at this point. I mean, if things come up in later episodes, they come up. Yeah, absolutely. So, Bri- oh, actually, mm. yes, because we were going to post a picture. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Of yes. what I've been, and I completely forgot about this. Yeah. Um. So we're going to post a picture on our socials of something that I have, with Jess's help, had to or started um, mm. to kind of get my body and my brain doing something a bit creative. I've gone to Kmart. <laughs> love Kmart (laughs) shout out Kmart um and bought like some known kits and like paint your own stuff yeah like like ceramic plastery stuff yeah um but the focus has been on mini gnomes yeah it's been garden gnomes yeah just small garden gnomes Mm. um and I've found that for me and this might help other people who you know like to be a little bit creative can do whatever the fuck you want but um yeah, we're going to post a picture of the gnomes that I've painted <laughs> yeah. for the last week. They are very extravagant. And like, oh, I wouldn't this, go that far. And but this it's is just to help keep me a little bit sane. It's, um, it's been incredible to watch, right? So Brie will just pick herself up off the sofa, go and get her gnomes, <laughs> <laughs> sit get down, on the paint, sit down with her acrylic paints, and she will just paint. And that has this incredibly calming effect. 
on Brie. Yeah. But has actually made a significant difference. Now, the phrase, why don't you just go and paint a gnome, is not something we want to start throwing into conversation. But for Brie, it's really helped. Yeah. I Um, just recognised that I needed to do something creative. mm Mm-hmm that I didn't have to think about necessarily or I mean I had to think about it but I didn't have to think about it maybe I could just yeah I've just maybe we should call this episode what gnome to think about depression to say about depression oh god try and throw nope okay that's fine <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can work on that but yes yeah, so we'll post a picture of these gnomes yeah um and you'll see some Bree's also been painting like some ceramic pots um for um you don't have to shake your finger at me because we're not going to release this episode until later. Oh, yeah, that's it's, true. Yeah, okay. So it is Mother's Day tomorrow for <laughs> us. We're recording this on a Saturday, but um, so it is Mother's Day tomorrow. Um, and Brie has painted some, like, um, terracotta pots, you know, for her mom, her auntie, her stepmom. Um, and they're amazing. They're amazing. And your auntie. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, my auntie. She's already got hers. Yeah. Um, and... You know, I I can see from here there is one in the corner here that I smashed. Yeah. Completely by accident, just because I'm not aware of my own space. It was a combination of myself and Delilah. Um, <laughs> but yes, we um we smashed one of them, so she had to start again. But um, yeah, you know, the painting, the creativity has actually been really yeah. good for Brie to calm down and not have to rely on some of the like kind of immediate fix res- res- um medications, like, yeah, like PAMs. Um yeah, yeah, but but even still. I had to get to a calm enough space yes to say I'm not feeling good in this moment I need to go and do something to distract myself yeah and that was a safe thing for me to do where I wasn't too far from Jess because I've basically been a stage five clinger with Jess for the last couple of weeks and that's okay and that's fine I'm, I don't, I'm not mad about it yeah <laughs> um but you know where I could still see you I could talk to you if I wanted to but you were still there and I could do my own thing Mm -hmm. um and I guess that's another thing like I've been really fortunate to have you because it's obviously been really difficult being by myself in some times so like there's been some times where I've just said to Jess I'm like I just need you to sit in the bathroom and talk to me while I have a shower and I've had to wait until Jess got home to to have a shower because I really need to wash my hair or like brush my teeth Mm -hmm. or just do something but I had to wait till Jess was home. A lot of people don't have that. So I am very fortunate yeah. that I do have you and that you don't mind me being a stage five clinger. No, I actually like it. I never thought I'd get one. And now I have two. I have you and I have Delilah. And so Willow also. Willow she, also. But, yeah. but you and Delilah, definitely stage five yeah. clingers. But you'll calm down soon from being a stage yeah, five she clinger. Yeah, she never will. Delilah never will. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I just, I really hope that, you know, some, even if just one person hears this and realizes like they're not crazy that that you're not alone there is help yeah there is help and it's okay to feel shit yeah don't don't sit in your own shit yeah like I just really hope that just someone realizes like you're not by yourself yeah yeah and hopefully that wasn't really boring you were not boring at all at all and just wait until you see these gnomes you are gnome gonna believe it (laughs) (laughs) wow the dad jokes coming in thick and fast so good so good (laughs) 
All right, so we will finish up the episode there. Thank you very much, Mrs. Brie Kennedy, for giving us some insight into your last sort of four or five weeks and also the last 15 years of your journey with depression and anxiety. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. Um, our next episode, so we have a few guest interviews lined up, but I literally in my head just decided that our next episode, um, I would like to talk about um, my story with addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to talk about, um, well, this is what I will talk about. I will be talking about my story with addiction mm-hmm. um, and I'll be talking about how I intertwine that journey with our dog, Delilah. Awesome. Now, the, the reason that I want to do that is because I recently celebrated three years in recovery from drugs you sure did my Um, friend yep and so i'm gonna make an episode about that for next week yeah i've not run that past brie are you okay with that sure perfect because i've just announced it so everybody thank you uh, no issues from me no issues no (laughs) issues no issues from me yeah (laughs) so thank you very much for listening to we should not discuss that we're not even sure what episode we're up to either way it was another episode yeah We have got a really crazy amount of followers, listeners from around the world at the moment, and we could not be any more grateful. Please listen to, if you listen to this episode, please listen, please rate it, please share it. Um, Jump on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, jump on our website, or we should not discuss that. Um, And as always, get in touch with us. Um, But if you need support, link into the episode notes. Beyond Blue is your best protocol, though, um, around things like this. So from me and Mrs. Brie Kennedy, thank thank you very very much for listening and we will speak to you all soon. Toodaloo. We don't say toodaloo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks, guys. Bye.